Tennessee Senator Bill Powers joins Charlie Kuhn and Katie Gamble on this episode to talk about his work in the Tennessee Senate helping businesses open again and getting the economy back on track. He also talks about important projects happening in the area. All in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Hey, this is Katie Gamble, and um, I'm back with my good buddy there, Charlie Kuhn, for another episode of Clarksville's Conversation. And I'm going to let Charlie introduce our guest, although he really doesn't need any introduction. And um, so, Charlie, introduce this fine fellow for us. You know, you're right, Katie. He doesn't need any introduction. He's been around a minute. And uh, you can see just by his picture, you know who it is. But we're proud to have our, our friend and buddy, uh, Tennessee Senator Bill Powers. Hello, Senator. Hello, Senator Bill Powers. <laughs> well, hello, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm proud to be here today. Glad to be invited. Well, I appreciate you taking time because I know you got a lot going on juggling, uh, you know, your Senate duties and juggling your actual job. <laughs> yeah, well, um, we have been both. Both of my jobs have been deemed essential. So, uh, oh my, yeah, Thank I didn't. Goodness. I haven't lost much other than we are closing the dealership early uh, these days. So uh, anyway, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun trying to be, figure it out, but uh, both of them are rolling right along. I get it. I feel the same way. Just trying to, everybody's just trying to figure it out. Aren't we Bill? You know, there's not a manual on this. Uh, right. Well, it's, it's good to know that, that you're helping write the manual and you know, I've got about a million different things to ask you about. But since COVID so so big right now, and you've been uh, put on the economic recovery team by uh, Governor Lee, well, let's start with that. What does that mean? What What are you doing with that? You know, the, it is a. Uh, I'm on a team with. I think y'all probably may know Bradley Jackson, um, oh, yeah. who's with the chamber, and and a guy named Jim Brown with his uh, NFIB. The, uh, National Federation of Independent Business. And so they and myself and others, I mean, certainly there, there's other people on it, but we're trying to determine the best things that we can do in order to open businesses. You know, everybody knows this is a balancing act. It's, it's economic versus uh, uh, the health of the population. And, and, you know, you don't want to come back too early. However, we got to get business back open. We're, we're losing right. money right and left. Uh, the, the revenues being lost in the state of Tennessee are just, uh, well, we've never seen anything like it. You know, when you normally have, uh, I think it's 2,000 people a week, and now it's, I don't know, 20,000. I'm not sure exactly what the number is, but we're absolutely overwhelmed for unemployment you know, people that are filing for yeah. it. So uh, we've got to get our labor force back engaged and, and we've got to get our state reply, state um, of Tennessee. Uh, we rely heavily on, on state sales tax. And okay. so that's what we have to get back up. Business is up and going. Well, we love to see somebody from our community that close to that process. And, and Katie and I, you know, we're, we're on the Tennessee Chamber Board. So well, we know, we know. I, did you know that I chaired the um, subcommittee for community outreach for that? I did not. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the more I'm around, I was in uh, the state capitol the other day. I had to go up there to, to meet with someone for a second. And I went by the governor's office. And while I was there, Scott Barrow walked right past me. So, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I stopped and talked to Scott for a while. He's having a lot of fun. 
<laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> there, you know. But he, he's uh, he's getting to see Tennessee state government at a high level. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and and I think that's important. And I think also, or I know going forward, that will be good for Clarksville, Montgomery County, all of Senate District 22, but probably mostly the for Austin P. He'll know who to call, and he'll have instant credibility when he calls. How how close are you to not just the governor, uh, you know, personally, but on a day to day or a weekly basis? The, the Senate and, and our representatives, how, how do you guys get information and how do you give your opinion? <laughs> you know, we, uh, we meet daily when we're in session. You know, we, we'll have uh, – uh, now, when I say we, I, I'm talking about the, the, the state Senate is 33 people, but 28 of them are Republicans, and those 28 meet daily. And we have what's termed bill review and bill review and, and the press is invited. Anybody's invited. It's not a, you know, closed door type thing. Um, and that's how we stay up on, on what's going on. And leadership will tell us we do not deliberate. We're strictly told, you know, this bill does this, this bill does that. Uh, some of y'all may want some more information. It's not for your county. It is for yours um those types of things and so uh so you can kind of be in on it and up on it you know and uh and that's important and then certainly during the course of the day i interact with uh countless people from clarksville uh whether it be emails or phone calls people calling and giving me their opinions on this bill that bill bills they want to to come up for next year so or uh, if nothing else, call me, tell me the, the, the problems that they have in their uh, life, I guess, yeah. for lack of a better term. You know, hey, we need to – I had somebody call me on this. There was, uh, you know, my mama's in a nursing home, and they won't let her out. and it, It's a huge problem. And so I called and, and the nursing home and, and come to find out the nursing home had had a patient that – um, had complained of COVID-like symptoms. So they weren't, weren't letting this, this lady out of her room. They, they brought her her meals, which is they're still doing it. But they wouldn't let her out to walk. They wouldn't let her do this, that, or whatever. And it was a problem. And, and he couldn't go console her. She's over 90 years old mm. in a, a, a small state of dementia. So it, it was a problem for him and come to find out. So once the test came back negative, I think everybody knows that these – uh, nursing homes are hotbeds for yeah, this yeah. COVID virus. And uh, so everything was okay. And she got able to go, go around, but the, they couldn't tell everybody what was going on, you know. The, so so I get a lot of problems like that. Between that and turkey season, is it going to open? Can we go turkey hunting? You know, yeah. it was, uh, and, and, yes, turkey hunting is uh, the, the season went on. So it's things like that that, that, that come before me every day. Um, so how are you guys, or when do you expect to be in session, be able to vote on some of these things? We are going back on June the 1st is actually our first day of session or going back. (laughs) We are technically right now in recess. Uh, so that's probably, that's roughly three weeks, uh, is when we're, but we're going back on the 26th of this month, uh, to have committee meetings. So we will have committee meetings probably Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday before the next week 
when we start uh, uh, voting again in the chambers. Um, I, I might add too on the chambers there, they're like closing down every other desk and they're going to relocate some of us towards the back of the room. So we will have a uh, social distancing, uh, if you will, uh, on the Senate floor when we go back. It's, uh, I was When I was up there the other day in the governor's office and saw Sky Brower, I, I, I popped in just to see because I'd heard. And uh, so we're doing our part. It's rumored that the House, which has many more, they have 99 people, we have 33. And it's rumored they were going to go to Wild Horse. Somebody else said they were going to go to the Municipal Auditorium. So I don't know what the answer yeah. is for them, but uh, it's tougher for them to uh, social distance in, in that room. Well, we we've had some we've had some really good news in in your district and in for our community. We've got, and I'll let you touch on these, but uh, the DMV out at Fort Campbell. Uh, the hospital down in um, is it Stewart County? Houston County. Houston County. Yeah, Houston mm-hmm. County. Tell us a little bit about those two things. Uh, well, the, the the hospital in Houston County just uh, was the recipient of a hundred thousand dollar grant, which was obviously sorely needed. But this was uh, this was a ten million dollar grant. The the governor. Uh, and, and everybody, we all got collaboratively and we came up with a figure of uh, $10 million to give out to the rural hospital, not the larger ones that don't uh, tend to have the problems that the smaller ones have. And this was really just uh, uh, the ones that are facing unusual and, and immediate financial pressures due to the, the ongoing response to the uh coronavirus and so this money it will allow that because you know they're not doing elective surgeries they're not doing this that so there's only certain ways you can make money um and so this is going to tide them over but it believe me it was sorely needed in, in houston county um and, and that those people are uh they've been fighting for years overall we've lost I think it's 11 hospitals in 10 years, rural hospitals across oh, yeah. the state of Tennessee. And it's a nationwide phenomenon, It's, uh, but it's not a good one. And, and I'm gonna, it's the only small hospital I have uh, is in Houston County. And uh, they have a few clinics in Dover um, in Stewart County. But honestly, a lot of those people, it's only 20 miles from uh, Dover to here. And a lot of those people from Dover will go down there to get an x-ray or blood work or, you know, right. things that they can do there. So uh, it's kind of vital, or it is vital in my estimation for that region that this hospital stay open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good, it's good that that happened. Not and like... the other one, uh, what was the DMV? Yeah. yeah. The DMV on Fort Campbell was just a chance meeting I had with uh, uh, the commanding general, General Winsky. And, uh, it was at an Austin P football game. Charlie, you were probably there. And uh, it, uh, I just said, hey, General, why can't we put a DMV on, on post? He says, I don't know, Bill. Sounds like a good idea to me. And so <laughs> Colonel, Colonel Bell was there, Jeremy yeah. Bell, his garrison commander. And, and he said, talk with him. So I talked with him, and I got with the, uh, the commissioner of safety who, who is in charge of DMVs. Uh, and the uh, deputy commissioner of safety and we've gotten together and it's as far as uh, we are currently there is a contract from Fort Campbell to the state state of Tennessee uh, to locate one on post what's exciting about it is that it's going to cost the state nothing Uh, Fort Campbell sees this as a service to them 
and they are going to charge us no rent. They will charge for inter, uh, an internet connection or whoever it is that provides the internet out there. So they will have to pay for that, but that's it. They're not going to charge me any rent because it, I mean, it's nine miles from, you know, yep. Fort Campbell to the current DMV. And, I, you know, I did some reconnaissance on it and, and sat in the parking lot. And I can't tell you how many young soldiers came to the d- local DMV only to find out that they were one piece of paper short, you know, and had to go back to Fort hey. Campbell. So it, 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 uh, it just makes a lot of sense. And, and come to find out, the state of Virginia has one in the Pentagon. Uh, I think it, uh, they said Fort Stewart, Georgia. They have one from from the state of Georgia, and, and Fort Sam Houston has one from the state of Texas. So it's not as novel an idea as I thought it was. Well, you know, I, I've been to the Pentagon quite a few times, and I think I saw that, but probably just didn't pay any attention until you just said that. Yeah. Well, yeah, and did- I didn't know that either until I talked to, you know, talked to some people about it. Why can't we do this? And uh, everybody said, man, that's a great idea. We need to do it. But I- I'm not the oh. trailblazer. I thought well, <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> I imagine it's going to help the current DMV because if you've been there to try to get a license, it's not an easy, it, they're busy. Yeah. So well, Let me also add, in addition to that, that, that we are still going to relocate the current DMV. You know, they are really hamstrung by space. You know, they, they take people out, teach them how to drive. But, the, but, but what's really bad about it is the parking on the street over mm-hmm. at, the, at the other, the only DMV that we have for, you know, 205,000 residents currently. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't think it's any, when Fort Campbell soldiers get here, they all like to get a Tennessee driver's license. And the reason they do is because they can claim it on uh, their income tax that they are a a resident of the state of Tennessee. And by doing so, they don't have to pay state income taxes that they have to pay from their home of record. So they change their home of record here, but, but the the biggest piece or the first piece uh, to that is going to the DMV and getting a driver's license. And they all do it uh, if it'll save them money. And I don't blame them. Yeah. So Bill, do you have any current legislation that you're working on or anything right now that you want to share with us? You know, I've had some, I've had some, you know, I got a uh, women veterans day uh, pushed through. So I think it's June the 16th. I'll have to check with Mary Ross, but uh, this was an interesting uh, one. I, I, uh, I and Jason Hodges uh, were the, the backers of this bill and there is no veterans day for women. So we said, you know, we ought to do that. And so we instituted that and, uh, and, when it finally went through state and local, which was the committee that it was on, uh, there were two ladies in the back of the room. And Charlie, you'll know one was Mary Ross and the other one was Yolanda. And they were back in the back and they gave me a big shout out. And I had no idea they were there, but they oh, were thrilled awesome. to have it. And, and so it's for this year only. So next year, we're going to see what we can do to make it a uh, mm-hmm. uh, an annual thing. And it's I think it's June 16th. I would have to. No, it's, come, it. it's right around the corner. It's coming up. It here. is. It yeah, is. we need to remember th- that. This happened, you know, two months ago. Mm-hmm. So that's one piece of legislation. I have others, but uh, that's one that comes to mind. That was a fun one because I did not know they were there. That well, is- that's cool. And you, you said the word annual, and that made me think of something that you uh, have been involved with for years with the Education Foundation and um, uh, 
you're gonna have to remind me of the name of it. I wanted to say uh, pass and go, pass and go, pass and go. When you give away a car, and and uh, the school year's been so different. What's happened with Adivine? It's uh, it's been a funky school year, but just to define it for the folks out there, uh, we have given away eight cars this year, and August will be the ninth car that we've given uh, in the name of public education here in Montgomery County. And what we do is essentially it's uh, the students that take advanced placement tests. If you take an advanced placement test or curriculum and you take the test and pass with a three, four, five, a score of three, four, five, then you essentially you get a key to start a car at the end of the year. And uh, the end of the year this year, I think it's August 1st. Um, yeah, it's on a Saturday. I think it's August 1st is the date. And they come in and they try their keys and uh, whoever's key starts the car goes home with it. And in addition to that, we have a lot of uh, people that, that help us, you know, Premier Medical and Domino's Pizza and uh, Beach Oil Company. Uh, they had, I mean, everybody chips in and we all do things, but, but uh, certainly the car's the big prize. But they, we hand out a lot of laptops and other things. And it's just a great program. In addition to that, we at Y Johnson, we send those advanced placement teachers also to school in the summer. So every summer, uh, if you teach an advanced placement course in uh, Clarksville Montgomery County Schools, we will send you as well as all the other teachers to. And that's uh, there's an expense obviously to that too. But we're we're proud to pay for that. And I can tell you, it's exploded from you know we first year I think we had 175 students passed a little over 200 tests because some of them passed more than one and last year we had like 850 passed right at a thousand tests so it's just a crazy amount of people and a lot of people signing up taking the harder curriculum and and uh and learning more in the process and and in a lot of cases getting college credit yeah how long white johnson has done this for white johnson eight eight years eight years years. this year will be nine wow Yeah. yeah And we've all three been on the Education Foundation board at different times. And, you know, I, I, you know, I give them a shout out. They do great work in they support do. of our They teachers. do. You know, the, the things that they do, and I, it just, again, for the public out there, and I, I was on the board till I got kicked off. <laughs> I, got, yeah. I got term limited, actually. Once you do two, three-year terms, you're off. So I was on for six years. But we do a stuff the bus, and, and y'all remember that. But it yeah. – uh, We'll take radio a, stations, the radio stations promote that really heavily. That's right. And we'll take a bus out to all the local Walmarts and encourage shoppers to go in and buy more than they really need and, and help us and, and put these additional supplies on the bus. But we also do the teacher's warehouse. And that is down on, uh, oh, anyway, it's right across from the old Jostens building across from Southern Hills. It's, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, but th- there's a place where teachers can go and get supplies for their room so they don't have to come out of pocket uh, to get their rooms ready when they start in the fall. Yeah, It's a great organization that does a lot of good. Does a lot of good. Fills in the cracks, you know, that the school system uh, just doesn't have the money for. Wow. Well, what, what have we missed? What else is going on that we need to ask you about? What do we need um, to hear about? I'll tell you one other thing that we have going on and, and um, is a new health science center over at Austin P. Oh, Lisa right. White and, and Scott Brower um, have been, you know, they, 
they do an analysis, and, and once you get in state government, you kind of figure this out, but they do all these rubrics and, and all these uh, high – High fluent thing, but what they determined is that the uh, ratio of students to available classrooms, and what's happened is Austin P just does not have enough uh, classroom space. In fact, they're the lowest of the entire uh, uh, state, you know, for for a uni for local for public universities. So they have been allocated forty two million dollars when we left. There was forty two million dollars for a new health science building. And uh, I think probably y'all were there when they, when they announced that. But it was in the budget, $42 million. It's basically going to allow us to double the nursing students. You know, we're turning away nursing students with 3.8 grade yeah. point averages. You know, it's, it's crazy, the people that mm -hmm. sign. So we'll be able to have twice as many nursing students at Austin P. And that's a good-paying job, and we can keep them here also. So th that's one of the things that uh, – is going on then um other than that i i don't know i look it up we talk about other things but, uh, i'm having a huge time that's really all i can tell you but, uh, i think the vulcan property i think that's a big deal uh, those 40 acres in the middle of downtown clarksville i think the northeast corridor between wilma rudolph and trenton uh, road is a big deal i think cardinal lane uh, rossview road connects the hospital with uh Rossby Road and rerouting that—that's uh, a big deal. And then, of course, we need to—we need to finish all of our local projects. Um, uh, the Warfield Boulevard, you know, that being finished—that's a great road. It's—it's uh, yeah. it's alleviated a lot of uh, traffic on that road. It's certainly moving through a lot faster these days. So, you know, what I focus on is education, roads economic expansion and and then broadband also um, oh, yeah. Cumberland connect you know what what uh, CEMC is doing out in Stewart County and soon to be the uh, outside the city limits in in Montgomery County that's going to be a huge program a big undertaking and uh, a boost for the people that live out in those regions mm -hmm. I agree I live out in those regions I could use some Cumberland connect myself <laughs> I will send them over to your house. I think one thing that's interesting about that, in 2017, the legislatures came up with a plan for anybody that wanted to do broadband. You know, so you can't just go to the neighborhoods. You can't just take up uh, the low-hanging fruit, if you will. They said in 2017 that if, if you're a uh, rural cooperative, which CEMC is, if you're going to put broadband out, you have to go to every house that has mm -hmm. your electric service today. So they can't pick and choose where they want to go to in Stewart County or, or Montgomery County or wherever. They have to go to every uh, place where they have electricity. And I think that's a great thing. No, that's, that's I think so, too. Right. Well, you know, it's because it's, I, I hear stories. There's a lady down in Stewart County came up to me and said, Bill, we have to go every night. We have to go to McDonald's um, so my son can use the Wi-Fi there to do his homework you know, because they kids, have that. Yeah, and with these kids doing studying from home, it's it become even more evident how important and urgent it is. Yes, it is. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's, uh, 
broadband is no longer a, a luxury it's a necessity you know it's it's no different than gas and water and electricity in my book i think people have to have internet Kids can't study like we used to with a Webster with Webster Dictionary Encyclopedia anymore. <laughs> now, did you have World Book or, or Britannica's there? I Katie? think we had Britannica. <laughs> did you? Uh, we I, was telling, I was telling someone the other day, this is my um, old story. I can remember in a college class them teaching us how to log on to the Internet and how to put in search engine because it was such a new thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when I was in college, they had the the punch cards, and you'd take a big tray full of punch cards. They had little holes in them, you know, from IBM. And, yeah, uh, that was whew. Our, yeah, it's uh, it's certainly a different world today. I tell you what, we all should have bought stock in Zoom about three months ago. So yeah, right. Know that. You're right. You got You're that. right. Or Lowe's. <laughs> Well, Bill, right. I, I want to thank you. I think you're doing an amazing job, and I really do respect how approachable and open you are to your constituents, because I think that um, you're always willing to have a conversation with anybody, and I think that's a huge deal. You know, I, I'm from here. I went to Smith School, Greenwood, and Clarksville High. Uh, I've I Really, I've only been in politics about six years, and uh but I take it serious and, and I really enjoy it. I can't wait to study up on it. I can't wait to get there. And uh, it, it's just, uh, it's become very, very important to me. And, and uh, I understand the issues. And, and let me also state too, to everybody out there, I've never taken a dime for public service. Every month when I get paid, I'll write a check to a local nonprofit, um, whether it be Mana Cafe, Loaves and Fishes, United Way, uh, whomever, Clark's Larry, Down syndrome, anybody. So uh, I enjoy doing that. And it's a, a, a local nonprofit of my choosing. And I enjoy uh, Arts for Hearts is another one that I've done. The Roxy, uh, just lots of them. And, and uh, I just love to see the expression on their faces when money just kind of comes from out of the blue. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I will continue doing that. Well, Thank you for everything that you do, because I think that you're serving our community well. well thank you, Ms. Gamble. I appreciate that. And you do, too. You, you, you do countless uh, public service announcements and, and put up with Charlie. So we appreciate there you it. Go. Put up with Charlie. There you go. Yeah, that's, a, that's a badge of honor there, Kate. Uh, that's right. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts. You don't miss a single conversation.